Hi, welcome to the Animal Rescue League of Berks County's podcast series. I am your host, Beth Ireland. Today I have with me a very special guest who has traveled all the way from New Jersey, uh, Miss Monica Woodhead from the American Maltese Association Rescue. Hi, Monica. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having us. You betcha. Uh, I also have our the Animal Rescue League Temperament Evaluator and Rescue Coordinator, Missy Kaler. Hello. Hi, Missy. Um, you guys have met Missy before, and she, on our last podcast, we talked with her about the Animal Rescue League's relationship with other rescues. Um, and so today we're going to tell you a specific story about how one of those relationships um, has a very happy ending. So we're going to start, Missy's going to start this story and Monica's going to end it. Uh, Missy, this is the story of Priscilla, a two-year-old Maltese. So tell us how Priscilla came to the Animal Rescue League in the first place. Um, Priscilla was brought in by by some people. Uh, I guess she was out running around. Uh, they were trying to catch her. I, I honestly can't remember all the specific <laughs> details. Um, but when she came into the shelter, um, we, we, we weren't able to handle her. I mean, she was... Uh, scared, uh, shut down, just not looking to interact with us. Uh, if we would try to do anything to her, she would scream. Um, I mean, scream like you never heard a dog scream before. Uh, and, and of course, you know, she would try to bite. She, she just, she wasn't able to be handled basically. So I have this vision in my head. Here's this little, small eight-ish yes. five to eight somewhere in yes. there pound yep. tiny little white dog in yep. the corner of a kennel yes. and then there's all of our wonderful kennel staff yes and yes. not a one of them can get anywhere yes, near you this better, and then when you and if you would get near you your eardrums would burst <laughs> so she's huddled in the corner of her kennel she is screaming her little lungs mm. out she's biting anybody mm. who puts a hand yep. near her yep what we know in the rescue world that a dog that bites does not typically have a bright future. Correct. So you did not look at this tiny little mess and um, see the end. You Correct. saw potential. Yeah. So you knew that we were not, this dog was not going to flourish in the shelter Correct. environment. Yep. So you thought she was a candidate for rescue. Correct. Yep. Um, why did you choose the American Maltese Association Rescue? Well, what I normally do is uh, when I have a dog uh, that needs to go to rescue, I will email a a couple rescues. And that's what I did. I reached out to some Maltese rescues that were in our area. um, And they were the ones that responded saying, yes, we can help you out. Uh, What do we need to do? And then we were able to hook up from there. Okay, so Monica, Let's uh, have you take it from there. You get the call from Missy. I, well, actually, I got the email yes, first. Email. And I responded yep. back, said, yes, we can take her. And with no hesitation. No hesitation. We felt that uh, what Missy had said regarding t- what her fears were, that we could help her, that we could get her past it. So both of you um, agreed that the symptoms she was showing, the screaming mm-hmm. and the biting, was fear-based yes. and not the t- not her right. actual personality. Right. Yes. Yep. So you both felt that with some one-on-one attention uh, hopefully mm-hmm. she would yes. make she would turn the corner yes yep yes uh, monica tell us a little bit about your rescue do you have a facility or do you foster i foster out of my own home and mm-hmm. how many foster families do you have in your in my group right now in mine here in the northeast just my northeast because it is nationwide i have roughly about eight to nine at this point okay I'm so you, you got this email from missy are any of your foster homes open um 
Not really at the time, but I took her in. There was no way I was going to let that poor little thing. So you took her into I your own into house. Um, we Missy had forwarded me an email from you, so you and I have been in touch yes. since the beginning of Priscilla's mm-hmm. story. And so I know you got her right at the beginning of December. Yes. Um, tell us what it was like when you brought her home. Well, the transition was quite smooth. That was handed off to me. I put her into the crate. Not a scream, not a peep. We drove home about two hours. Um, not a word out of her. Uh, when they come into my home, they go into my laundry room where I have a gate. So my dogs are, and my forces are one side. They're on the other side. So they get a chance to under, know each other, smell each other. I gave it some time. I go in there with her, and I'm not too far from her. And the screaming started, and yes, very high-pitched, backing off into the corner. You could see she was terrified. I wanted to pick her up and just hold her, and that's when she started the biting. So I just put on a pair of leather gloves, <laughs> and I went in past the screaming and the biting and picked her up. And once I started picking her up and she started realizing it was just a matter of being held and loved, it took the, it took the night for the screaming and the biting to stop. By morning, she would still scream a little bit, not bite at all, uh, and still cower. The cowering took a couple of weeks to get past that, but uh, the biting and the screaming stopped pretty quickly. So just in the matter of a day. For her, yes. You started seeing changes. I could see changes very, very quickly. And we know, um, Missy, let me come back to Mm -hmm. you. We, you guys have heard stories of our own foster program, the Gray Muzzle Program. So I'm sure people are wondering in their heads, why didn't we choose to put Priscilla into our foster program? With, With our foster program, again, Marcy and I are in daily communication as to, you know, who, who should go, who can go, who can't go. Um, there's so many factors. Uh, sometimes it's age. Sometimes it could be something where, uh, we don't have any foster homes available that are able to deal with that problem. Um, you know, she, Marcy could have had some more dogs that were coming in that took priority over space. Um, so there's just a variety of reasons if we're not able to, to actually foster that dog for, for ourselves through the league that we reach out to, to rescue and say, Hey, help us. Okay, so this is a perfect example of why foster homes are so important. Yes, the more yes. foster homes we have, the yes. Rescue League, the Maltese Rescue, yep. any other rescue. Any other the rescue. The more foster homes, the more animals yes. we can save. Yep. Yes. So, Monica, you started to see Priscilla turn the corner that very next day. You said it took her a yes. few weeks to kind of get beyond to the get cowering. Past cowering. She'll probably have always a little bit of cowering. She's afraid of loud noises. Uh, we knew that when she was going to go off, she had to go to a home that had no young children, no loud noises, better off with an older couple or a single person that was just quiet. She needed the quiet. Tell us a little bit about that time between when you got her and when she became adoptable. What did you do with her? Did she get a vet check? What's your normal? Oh, what we do is immediately get vet checked out. Um, a lot The shelters always do something, and then there's other things that they can't do, or when they know they're going to a rescue, they stop at a certain point. So we met up with all her medical needs, and we made sure she was 100% healthy before she left. She uh, So she was going to the vet, got I don't believe there was anything that was health-wise. There was nothing wrong with it. It was just the fears. So once we got her vet checked, we just kept her at home and took care of her and gave her a lot of love and attention, and she got to meet with the other dogs, which I think the other dogs really help each other out because they see they're comfortable. The others are comfortable. They're happy. We treat her like one of the family. She didn't stay separate from them. She was with us all the time and just gave her the attention she needed so she could learn to trust, and that's exactly what she did. How did you know when she was ready to go to a new home? 
Oh, I'm going to say when I took her out, I have a little silly thing I do. I go to a local place where I can take the dogs out and put them on a leash in a store. So I take them out there to make sure I associate them with people as well. So I take them and I walk them around. They're kind of used to me coming in with them. And uh, to see how she reacts with other people. We um, had a lot of family members over during the holidays, and she was absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So that was another more human contact and realizing that she was feeling comfortable. Again, she still has a certain fear level, loud noises, and that may never, ever go away. But um, the fact that you can easily just look at her or, or call her name and pick her up, she settles right down. There's no more concern there. So once you made the decision that she was ready to go to a new mm-hmm. home, how did you find that home for her? We, um, well, Facebook is a, a key thing. We have a website. American Maltese Association Rescue has a website, or AMA, AMA Rescue for short. <laughs> uh, we have a website. We go through Pet Finder. We go for Adopt-A-Pet. We put out a bio. We have a adoption process where it's a form where you have to complete that with references. Mm-hmm. We do home visits. Uh, we have certain standards that you have to meet as an adoptive family that we will even consider letting right. you adopt the animal. And I found this person actually found her on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. and she applied and just was the perfect match. But we did... At one point, I'm not sure if she still holds the record, but at one point we had a record number of applications for her. Wow. So tell us a little bit about the home she's in now. Oh, she is uh, living in a little warmer climate than we are, <laughs> though they did have a rough winter down there. Uh, she is in a home with uh, another dog and a single woman. Um, are, so uh, it's a senior as well. It's just a loving home. She is being loved and pampered. And getting everything that she so deserves. Uh, I get contacted just pretty much every single day. I get pictures every day, sometimes every other day. So I'm well aware of how she's doing. I've actually spoken to her on the phone. She recognizes my (laughs) voice. (laughs) And I will be going down there to visit them to see how she's doing. It's uh, it's a new friendship, too. You bond with some of these people. And uh, it's it's a great feeling to know that where we started with her and where she went, uh, I will say that she was one of my most difficult to have to move on because she had such a unique personality and because she came pretty terrified and scared. Right. I will be honest, my first couple of moments, I was like, oh, gosh, I hope this is going to work. But <laughs> I wasn't going to give up on her. Um, my point in telling today's story was, of course, to shine a spotlight on one of these rescue relationships. But I think the other half of what came out of here unexpectedly is how important a foster home mm-hmm. is in the lives of some of these dogs the three of us obviously we all foster and i can tell you from personal experience there is nothing like that moment when you see that dog start to turn the corner it is the most rewarding thing um you you just can't imagine so i want to encourage you guys to go to our website at www.berksarl.org Check out our podcast page. We're going to post some pictures of priscilla we'll also have a link to ama rescue um, and I took a picture of Monica and Missy here today, so I'll post that as well. Um, remember, too, while you're at our website to donate because donating gives us the resources we need yes, to better much. care for some mm-hmm. of these dogs. And sometimes yep. it's 
a matter of giving them the medical care mm-hmm. they need. Sometimes it's a matter of being able to pay for the transportation yes. to a place like this yep. if you guys can't get to us. Yes. And also check out our yeah. Gray Muzzle Foster page because truly, truly, truly more foster homes means more mm-hmm. lives saved. Yep. So if you love animals, you may make a great foster home. Yep. And so, even if you can't with that thought, volunteering, volunteer right. either yes. for for us or volunteering for the the uh, rescue of your choice because they do need help with transport they do right. need help yes. with doing those those little things that so if you can't foster you can volunteer in other ways yeah yes. we can always put you to work yes <laughs> monica this was your first experience with the animal rescue league um can yes, we expect a partnership in the future absolutely absolutely it was a pleasure working with you i am i agree it's great working with you i am so thrilled that you drove all the way here from new jersey you're our furthest away (laughs) podcast guest so far so thank you for doing that again and again to all of our listeners please uh, visit our website www.berksarl.org thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week